Billy Reeves here. A very warm welcome to the K-Scope podcast number 128. In this edition, we speak to Bruce Sword from The Pineapple Thief, to Dan Tompkins from Tesseract, to Marius Dudar from Riverside and Lunatic Soul, and Paul Draper, solo artiste, and of course, the leading light of Manson, whose box set is out on the 11th of December, sumptuous and career-spanning. It's entitled Closed for Business, and this from it is Cancer.
Hansen, Cancer from Closed for Business, the box set, an enormous undertaking. This 25 discs, 24 CDs, one DVD, hardback books featuring the story of the band, photographs, fanzine archives, equipment inventory, studio notes, art prints. And I was there when Mr. Paul Draper, the frontman of said group, first got his mitts on one of these things. Wow, it's heavier than I thought. The box is um, massive and it weighs a ton. So I'm just opening it. It's absolutely amazingly made, actually. And the first thing, getting the book out. Oh, wow, there's my handwritten lyrics and piles of other stuff. Art prints, a book. Another book, wow, and 25, 24 CDs and the Brixton DVD. That is quite impressive. God, that's mad. Obviously the book, there's a 160 page book um, by Peter Doggett who wrote You Never Give Me Your Money, the definitive story of the Beatles. Right, did, yeah, yeah. And some of the dirt, the real story of the band in there. Um, my favourite part of the whole project is the fact that um, we found that we'd filmed um, Brixton Academy gig on two cameras at the back you've got this amazing gear section where they track down all our instruments we went all over the country and literally all over the world getting fans because there's a guy who owns my red and black guitar who loves to tell me it's worth £10,000 now Someone offered him ten grand for it, and I'm just like, um, "Can I have it back, please?" <laughs> <laughs> Scott at K Scope came and photographed every piece of equipment that we could find: um, microphones, guitar pedals, tape machines, guitar amplifiers. It's which is amazing. And he came here in person and photographed everything and put it all into the book. It just reminds me of that Beatles equipment book that I've got. But we, we flogged all our stuff off at the end of the band, you know, not thinking that it would have a big resurgence as, mm. as a cult band. You know, mm. then things happen, don't they, to the Ramones, Velvet Underground, yeah. and it's sort of, we're in the middle of it happening to Manson, so. Mm. And um, another book of all the official fanzines and, um, um, like, my lyrics from the studio, studio notes... In this amazingly packaged thing, you have 25 discs with pretty much every track we ever recorded. We got some fans to send us in some really uh, rare things, unfinished tracks and alternative versions and um, early versions of tracks that um, after we'd done every album we'd just send fans out little tape cassettes in in jiffy bags and so they've all been sent not all sent back to us but some of them been sent back to us so and people have never heard them before we've we've we dug deep for this one yeah not half have you enjoyed putting it together has it been an enjoyable experience when we started off it seemed like an impossible task but i guess it started off with me and p-dub raiding EMI's mm. archive um, up in West London and digging out tapes, uh, demos and outtakes, alternative versions, 
uh, lyrics that the record company wanted me to take out. We found um, an un- an unreleased version of the track Grey Lantern that we took to radio the other week and was hammered all over Radio 6 mm. and various other stations for a few days. Yeah. What would be the chances of a Manson reunion, obviously when uh, the COVID-19 uh, pandemic is over? Well, all I can say is that uh, I did uh, Tim Burgess's listening party and we did mm. the two Manson albums on it and uh, I just bumped into Andy Rathbone on there. So right, on we, the Twitter? Y- uh, yeah, right? on Twitter, yeah, yeah so... We've been having a few conversations about, you know, he'll ring me up and go, oh, I've got a box set. I'm like, why don't we just go and sit round a table and have a coffee mm. with each other? But I think it, scars run deep there, man. But well, I, just, I was wondering if the other three that would have gone rusty, I mean, you've kind of, you know, you ran the studio, you've carried on as a musician, you've played six and it's an entirety. I just wondered it, how difficult it would be, not only personality-wise, but literally to get all the, <coughs> the right guitars and effects and... Chad would probably think I could never get this back together, but you, you, if it ever happened, it'd be an 18-month, so you would, and we'd have our set list, and you, you would go a long time out, and it's like riding a bike. Andy's never stopped oh, okay. playing. He okay. came down here recently, and we had a... Okay. Not an audition, but just see if we could be in a room together and play together, yeah. and we played through Being a Girl, parts one and two. And, wow. Okay. And so we thought, okay, we we could we can play together, but... I'm going to keep that one close to me chest. Would you like to do it? Um, Same I'm four t- guys. I'm always tor- tor- torn about it. If it was the four, if the if it was the four of us, and we could resolve our differences, or even just throw all the past in the bin and do mm. it, I'd do it. Probably.
Chipmance and the Chad who loved me live from Margate Winter Gardens. That track originally on Attack of the Grey Lantern. Before that, you heard Cancer from Six. I've done a series of chats with Paul Draper about his career with Manson. The most recent Manson Cast 5 you'll find on the K-Scope YouTube channel, which goes into the box set a little bit deeper and plays a lot more of the tracks, uh, including some of the archive material, which is unheard. Closed for business, the box set out on December the 11th. Up next, the new album from Lunatic Soul, the solo project of Riverside's Marius Dudar. The new album is entitled Through Shaded Woods. Before we hear from Marius, this is entitled The Fountain. Thank you. 
Lunatic Soul, and that is entitled The Fountain. There's a new video for that up on the K-Scope channels, and you'll also find the video for Navi, uh, the first track pulled from the album, also up. I caught up with Marius in Warsaw across the internet recently, and as it was an album on which he played all the instruments, I started by asking him about his emotional response to it. Now it's out there. Now, Lunatic Soul has so far been a little curled up in the corner. It was more intimate, it stayed out of the way. I believe that with this album, uh, I thought it was time for Lunatic Soul to get out of that corner, to stand in the spotlight. I just wanted to record a confident album. And I hope I made it. I guess lockdown has led us all to discover nature as we go for long walks. I guess that's what we're supposed to be doing, the fresh air. But getting lost in a wood is absolutely my biggest nightmare. I wouldn't know what to do. I'm such a town dweller, used to the urban chaos. Are you like that? Would you know what to do if you had to make it out in the woods without electricity or internet? I'm a man of the urban chaos. I'm I'm addicted to the internet, to social media, to all that. And if I were to find myself right now uh, in the middle of the forest, uh, away from everything and everyone, I don't think I'd be very happy. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't be happy in the middle of the dark forest either, you know. H- however, I was born in a small town surrounded by uh, beautiful forests and lakes and... Uh, I had lived there until I moved to Warsaw. So I guess my interest in folk music comes from my childhood mostly. Perhaps one day I will complete the circle. I I will go back to the roots, return to where I was born. And uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe I will live in the cottage by a lake or I'll take up uh, gardening. I don't know. Um, for now, it looks like um, something that may happen in a very distant future because um, I like the urban chaos too much. Rather fittingly, I thought, given the concept of this record, it sounds as though all the instruments that you're playing on it are made out of wood. Um, most, but not all. Some are made of plastic and metal. <laughs> uh, uh, most of all, uh, I wanted to be an album by Lunatic Soul, not by you know Scandinavian folk wannabe band. I admit I wrote in a promotional note that this album is inspired by Scandinavian folk, like I don't know Vardruna or Heilung, but it was just only promotional note, so just just between us. I just didn't want to make people think that this is like Jethro Tull, if you know what I mean. But um, I decided not to use any folk instruments because of that. I decided to keep to my classic setup. Lots of bass, lots of acoustic guitars, keyboards, percussion. Uh, Lunatic Soul should sound like Lunatic Soul. And uh, the concept was there right from the start. You know, as as soon as I knew that the album... Uh, the album cover will be green, connected with the forest. 
Aha, okay. So we probably need to come up with a definition of folk then, of Slavic folk, of Nordic folk, English folk traditions, because I guess folk is a four-letter word that begins with F, isn't it? What's the definition then? Pre-rock and roll? Uh, for me, it's uh, it's the early tribal kind of music. The kind of music that was the long before electronic instruments were invented. It's the music of life, the music of nature. Uh, it's a return to nature, which we so desperately need these days. Have you any unfulfilled ambitions, Marius? I still have quite a few dreams, <laughs> some real and possible to fulfill, some not. Mm, one of the real ones, I think, is to own a big studio one day, filled with many, many different instruments, and uh, and make a few good albums in it. Yeah, I think that's the main one. What's going to happen to live rock music post-pandemic? Um, hmm. I think sooner or later everything will go back to normal. Um, but yeah, it's it's. we don't know when, right? Um, perhaps there will be fewer of us. Fewer artists and bands. Uh, the strongest will survive and those with the most fans or most loyal fans will survive and the clubs with the biggest support um, what will change is the standards we've known for years that's I'm pretty sure lots of things will be different but I'm not sure exactly what the new standards might be
Through Shaded Woods, before that, you heard The Fountain, Lunatic Soul. My thanks to Marius, and that album is out now. Dan Tompkins from Tesseract releases his new album, Ruins, on the 11th of December. Before we hear from Dan, this featuring Matthew Heffy of uh, Trivium is entitled The Gift.
Daniel Tompkins from the album Ruins. That is entitled The Gift. I spoke to Dan down the line, he in his studio, me in mine, and I asked him if he's managing to keep busy. Oh man, it's just there's so much going on um obviously i'm I'm, it's all great as well it's amazing stuff i'm like i'm quite um active on twitch at the minute so lots of lots of live rehearsal and that's done me a world of good just exercising the voice every day to to the fans as well and everyone everyone's loving it uh new white moth black butterfly number three so that's all all systems go and is that going to be released on k-scope records it is, yes. Oh, marvellous, good yes. news. I'm very excited about that. I'm quietly just uh, stewing away. Uh, so I've been doing that, uh, recording new new Tesseract, um, another new solo record on the back of this new one that I'm releasing. So I'm just trying to keep active and busy, you know, while, you know, uh, which is actually sounds, uh, it's a lot more difficult than what it sounds. So, well, I'm, gl- I'm glad you're so busy. So what's this, this Ruins album all about then? How does it differ from Castles and why does it exist? Originally, I was just going to move straight from Castles into a brand new record, um, which is going to be me on guitar, writing music with a friend of mine. It's going to be heavy, heavy rock and metal. I just kept listening back to Castles and I was like, you know what, that when a lot of people don't realise, even though I, I was talking about it in loads of different interviews, but that record and the vocals that are on that record are seven, seven, eight years old. So I just, I thought, why not do something different um, and actually rewrite the whole record musically? And then it gives me a chance to re-record the vocals in a more up-to-date, you know, more kind of showcasey way just to show people where I'm at vocally because I have changed quite a lot and um yeah and it's also a great idea because I'm working with a guy called Paul Ortiz who um who is basically a project called Chimp Spanner so when Tesseract first started out in 2010 there were a handful of different bands Uh, there was Tesseract uh, Monuments Periphery and Chimp Spanner that were kind of four of the gent forerunners if you like Um, and um Paul released a couple of records, but then he's, he's been quiet over the past few years. And I'm really good friends with him and um, he's an exceptional songwriter. And so we've got, we've got a lot in common. We've been friends for a long time. And he said, Sh- shall, I, shall I actually pick up the guitar and we can play the guitar together and write an album? Um, and that's, what we've, that's why we've done it, really. And that's what we're up to. No, that's great. Because the last time I saw you, the last time I was round your gaff, you were just about to take ownership of this guitar and you were getting very excited about um it's it's unique it's uniqueness yeah it's uniqueness and stuff so what what's special about the guitar and why did you essentially decide to to take it up and are you going to be you know guitarist singer songwriter now (laughs) we'll see what happens you know um, another reason why i wanted to do the solo thing was to push boundaries and just be creative and do things i haven't done in a long time so picking up the guitar it's a bit gimmicky, but it's also something that I haven't done in years, and I love playing the guitar. So um, it also gives me a chance to, you know, write my own rock and metal, which I've never actually done before. It's always been with with other bands. Um, the guitar itself is um, it's an OD guitar, and um, a guy called Omer Deutsch is the owner of the company. I met him in Israel when I was touring with Tesseract, and um, he brought one of his guitars along, and I. Um, and I, don't don't get me wrong. I am not a guitar wizard. I am not. A, I am yeah. not really a guitarist. But I, well, I have played. Well, let's face it. Let's face it. Not compared with some of the people that you're in a group with. Oh my goodness! No, absolutely not. But 
But I just, I just, I just said to him, you know what? I'm actually going to write a new album, and I, I want to pick up the guitar and play. And he was like, you know, Dan, I'm a massive fan. I would love to make you a bespoke um, Cybell model, which is one of his models. And um, he did it in the space of three to four weeks, and then shipped it over to me. And I was—I've been demoing and writing with it ever since. And um, yeah, because okay. it, se- it seems yeah, from the, from the from the videos I've seen you with it, you seem to have your own style. It, it looks as though it's quite—you're quite gentle with your left hand as you're playing those bar chords and playing the E and A string. And I was wondering yeah. if it was—and uh, yet, obviously, you're uh, grooving away with the 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 wrist and and may I say the hips as well. A lot of hip action, a lot of samba action going on around the belly area. Uh, but the left, the left hand seems. Is it tuned in a in the traditional way? It's a, it's a it's a six string baritone. Oh right, lovely. So that's yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so, so hence the kind of like um, yeah, hence those kind of like bar chords being yeah, exactly symphonic yeah. and. I'm a rhythm guitarist at best, yeah. so yeah. so I have I've got I've got to write something that's easily playable if I'm going to do both at the same time. So. Yeah. That's one reason why why I'm playing bar chords and such. Uh, but also, I'm a massive fan of uh, early two thousands metal, so bands like Seven Dust and Deftones, and yeah, it just it's just where I, I enjoy being. Really, does this give us an idea of what the next Daniel Tompkins solo album is going to be like? Then is this a, is this like it a does? Boom? I thought I thought it would be a good segue, and also like uh, so Paul Ortiz is the guy that rewrote all the music to this. By the way, yeah. he did an incredible job absolutely yeah. immense and he did it in the space of a month a month six weeks okay. uh, he's he's a wizard yeah. um so, and it's, it's it's nice because we've been writing together so like guitar riffs and such and we've been meeting up before the lockdown happened yeah um and we you know we've got i said another album's worth of material oh, right. and um i just yeah, some fun with it, what's really. what, what's going to happen next, Daniel, with with rock and roll, with live music? I mean, rock and roll was essentially invented to get people into barns drinking moonshine, and that's always. <laughs> been, I mean, that's always been the simpatico, isn't it? You know, you you hire the venue, you're the turn in the same way that you a juggler or a comic could be the turn, and the punters buy the tickets and buy the beer at the venue. Everyone's yeah. happy. What hap- yeah. What? But what in a post pandemic world? What what's the future of uh, what's the future of rock and metal? I feel like people are gagging to go to live shows again. So that right, that's okay, never yeah. going to go. That's that's never going to go away. People are going to want live shows. But I do think it's pushed the creativity of artists to think outside the box and what else can they do yeah. outside of you know performing to a live audience? Because there's you know you you're seeing people now being quite creative with. Yeah. Um, pay-per-view events mm. that are pre-recorded in isolated venues incorporating you know uh videography into live sets and having interactive cameras so the audiences can choose who they want to watch during mm. a performance i think there'll be a lot more of that but i do think it, it will create issues with promotion promotion of live events as well because if artists want to also go out on the road perform to people but also want to live stream their oh, their yeah. events because obviously 5g is going to be a thing soon so so actually live streaming shows could could be a real easy possibility for a lot of artists i think that will cause issues between promoters and yeah who gets and who, art get, and, yeah, so and who gets who gets the dough there's going to be splits involved for sure but yeah 
I'm excited to get back on the road, and I know that people are screaming for it. Everyone's like, I can't wait to get back to live shows, you know. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, it must be hugely, hugely frustrating. I mean, it's such an important part of the whole of the whole thing as a turn. Well, you sound quite positive about it, actually. I am actually. I'm, I'm surprised. I'm normally a bit morbid.
Daniel Tompkins' Ruins. That's the title track of his new album, which is out on K-Scope on the 11th of December. There's a new video for that track up now. And there's going to be some Tesseract and Gaspacho streaming shows coming up soon. Uh, watch social media for news. And John Gom, previous star of this podcast, his album's out now. And he'll be doing some socially distanced shows in December and January to look out for. Now, The Pineapple Thief was supposed to be touring the world around now in support of their album. Versions of the Truth didn't happen, but instead Bruce Sword did a series of concerts live from his attic. The fourth of those, The Sword Sessions, Volume 4, coming out on Swamp Green Vinyl Only on the 4th of December. Now, during those sessions, about halfway through, I spoke to Bruce knowing full well that he was going to record them. I had little suspicion that they'd be released, so I started by asking him how on earth he got the bottle up to do them in the first place. I remember Steve laughed at me, said, uh, how many beers did you have when you agreed to do uh, this lockdown <laughs> session? Because I didn't have a clue how to do it. So I found this software and um, and how because I knew I wanted to make it hi-fi. I didn't want to just do it through like a crappy speaker. Yeah. And um, and I got this software and then I thought, oh, it supports more than one camera. And I thought, let's put two cameras on just because I can. So I didn't really yeah. give it a lot of thought. I just thought, ah, oh, that'd be nice. And to set one up on, because I wanted to put a little GoPro on the end of my guitar, but I couldn't oh, right, get that yeah. to work. So I thought I'd try and get it With your roughly. And of course, you've done a lot of this in the past anyway, haven't you? You've done, you can strip Pineapple Thief songs down to an acoustic and voice. Yeah. You've done yeah, gigs I like I was, that. I was more comfortable than I thought I'd be doing it <laughs> yeah. yeah it was really good and are you more comfortable i mean you and i've discussed practically every time i speak to you and i discuss this but it also proves i think perhaps you're a bit more comfortable singing yeah yes because like when you do um when you do those strip back things they are real you're you're really on your own i mean especially me now you know people when, when you're locked down like this you can't you really are on your own so i didn't have anyone um mm. to play with um, but yeah, I think, I think yeah, my vocal has been an instrument that I'm a lot more com- confident, confident with. Whereas in the early days, like I've said before, I was a songwriter, guitarist who was forced to sing. Yeah. How did you feel about um, communicating with people like that? Because obviously you're getting you're getting this sort of like constant stream of people texting you, especially you fool doing a re- doing a request show. Yeah. How, how does how's that? Because presumably some of them you know, some of them you don't. Your audience is quite disparate when it comes to geography. How how did you find that? It's it was really odd. I, I remember. Um, like talking in between songs, I'd be staring at my studio wall, <laughs> but I'm ta- but I knew that I'd be. Ta- I'm actually I'm talking to people all over the world, but and so I so mentally I was picturing all these people like standing in my room, so that so yeah. it was almost naked. Like looking, yes, I guess it's like an actor has to act when they're doing green screens. You know, I'm looking at this ball, but actually it's going to yeah. turn into a dinosaur or whatever. And um, so, I, I, but after a while, you actually believe it. And so it did feel, I did feel like, um, I think if you watch them back, you can see when I, in the first sort of 10 minutes, I'm like, oh my God, what is this? What am I doing? I'm on my own. Embrace to, them. Yeah. Embrace the madness. And man. then embrace it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. and like you say, when I, I, as soon as I started asking for requests, 
And then you see all these requests coming. I say, oh, blimey, I don't even, I can't. I, I, oh, yeah, I wrote that song, didn't I? Blimey, yeah.
Pineapple Thief, Versions of the Truth, from The Sword Sessions, Volume 4. Now, our French chums, Clone, have released a new single from their album Le Grand Voyage. This is The Spy. Yeah. 
Spy clone, originally by The Doors, of course, from Morrison Hotel. There's a video up for that song on the YouTube channel right now. Right, before I go, thank you very much indeed for listening and downloading the Case Goat podcast. Now, I know a lot of podcasts ask you to like and share. We get tens of thousands of unique listens to these podcasts, but very few likes and shares. And of course, it's very important, as we're all stuck in the office, not being able to tour at the moment, to spread the good news of this music around. And that's how we can connect K-Scope artists with the wider world. So do please like, share, comment wherever you find your podcasts. A festive felicitations from me and Scott, my charm at K-Scope, who does all of the hard work. I just do the fun stuff. Scott does all of the hard work on these podcasts. And of course, big thanks to all the artists that make these great records. We'll be back at the end of December for a massive 2020 roundup of interviews and tracks. And you can be sure that there are lots of plans afoot for 2021. Lots of K-Scope releases and tours. And here's one of those tracks from the forthcoming album from Catherine Ann Golden Boots Davis, a.k.a. The Anchoress, from the new album The Art of Losing, which you'll hear in 2021 and of course you've probably heard plenty of this track if you tune into bbc six music where it's on heavy rotation being on the playlist the anchoress show your face new video for this up now ta-da 